Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. Happy Easter, Emily. Oh, <laughs> okay. Happy Purim, ha- Emily. Happy Sunday, Patty. Mm. Is Purim uh, just one day or is it like a time yeah. of year? Uh, One day. Okay, well then, uh, belated, happy Purim. <laughs> Thanks. Didn't <laughs> celebrate this year. <laughs> What did you do for Easter? Went, did you get some chocolate? I did. I went to my sister's house and had brunch. I didn't eat a hard-boiled egg though, because they forgot to put them out. And then Are by the time you eat hard-boiled eggs, well, you dye the Easter eggs, so then you usually eat them. Oh, I, mean, I did not realize that you actually ate hard-boiled eggs. I thought you just wasted eggs making them no, look pretty. No, 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 no. Then you eat them. I thought that all the Easter eggs were like, like you hollowed them out. There's no egg inside. It's just a shell and then you paint them. No, that's only if you're like super fancy and unnecessarily crafty. Shit. I did. Oh my God. I didn't realize that you were also eating tons of hard boiled eggs on Easter. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you have like hard boiled eggs for days Oh God! <laughs> and you, wait, like, whoa, 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 wait! So, are you saying that the eggs that you find out in the yard are hard-boiled eggs that have been painted that then you later eat? I I don't know about hiding. I don't think you hide actual hard-boiled eggs. I think the things that are hidden are like the plastic eggs that open up, and you put like candy, or sometimes sometimes people put like coins in there. Those, but I there think, was the a ones, time. Yeah, I think that there definitely was a time when they were actual hard-boiled eggs. Oh, man, I had no idea. I One time when I was a kid, I went to someone's house and we painted like shells. So mm-hmm. that is my only reference for this so that I was, didn't realize. Mm. No, as far as I know, in general, you're, you're dying real hard-boiled eggs. It's funny that to celebrate the spring and all the things growing, you eat lots of unfertilized embryos. Yes. Well, they're metaphoric. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yay, growth. (laughs) I will stop you. (laughs) That's funny. And we had a lamb cake. What is that? What is that? Like a <laughs> like a dessert cake in the shape of a lamb yep. or a Oh, okay. It's not uh <laughs> like meatloaf made with lamb or something. That's what I thought it might be. I mean, it could have been. Or uh, Rachel's English trifle. Mm, with meat in it. With meat. <laughs> <laughs> the beef and peas and carrots. <laughs> and jam and ladyfingers. <laughs> Tastes like feet. Yeah, but the best is when Joey is like, it's so delicious. Aw, friends. Mm. That show is dated. 
That is like one of the, that is probably actually thinking about all of Friends because I watched it like last year, mm-hmm. rewatched it. That that English trifle thing is actually something that is a joke within that show that actually holds up and is still funny yet not offensive. <laughs> because pretty much every joke on Friends is offensive now. I mean, it was then, but you didn't anyway. realize it yet. Right. Anyway, well, speaking of offensive, we offended <laughs> Los Angeles. Oh, LA, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it was, and again, we got a tweet and uh, we didn't offend, you know, and I totally understand. But just one of our LA listeners reached out, Heather O'Neill. So apologies to our LA listeners. I've really never been there. So it's completely preconceived notions, which I think are a great way to base opinions. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've been to LA twice. Um, so I have some basis. I would say my biggest complaint from when I was in LA when I was in middle school was that there was so much smog that we couldn't see the Hollywood sign the mm. day that we were supposed to see the Hollywood sign. And that was kind of like the most important thing to me on that trip. <laughs> that makes sense. That's a very important thing to. So I was kind of bummed about that. Kid. And I don't like cars. I would never live in Los Angeles. But I'm going to L.A. for a few days this summer to see Rachel York Grey Gardens. So, like, listen. Listen. Yes. Well, we love you, L.A. We love all our listeners in L.A. I just love public transportation. Right? Right. I looked up because in my process, the Rachel York stuff, I was like, if I stayed in this neighborhood and I had to get to the theater, but I was using public transportation, how long would it take me? And it was like 45 minutes. And I was like, okay, that's not bad. I don't know. I don't know how far this is. And I was like, well, how far long would it take by car? 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. so what are you going to do? Rent a car? I have no fucking idea. cars? I don't know. I, I don't use Uber, so right. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, you'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably just take public transportation. Yeah. Maybe you can catch a ride with somebody. Yeah. Well, sorry, LA. You're fine. (laughs) We love you all. Yeah. You produce a lot of good stuff that I watch. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll say this, like, that was sort of the first interaction we had with Heather. So I really honestly didn't know... If anyone we know in LA listens to this show, or if we know anyone who listens to right. this show in LA. No, absolutely, because we you only, know. our only context for knowing who's listening is when people actually say things to right. us. Right, right. So, like, I know the Lady Watch guys listen to us. I don't think they listen every week. Maybe they do. But, uh, you know, they check in here and there. But, like, literally those two people, I think, were the only people I could be like, they've listened to our show before. Oh, my God. Everybody tweet us and tell us where you're from. I'm so yeah. curious. Literally everyone, if you're listening to this right now, you have to tweet us and tell yeah, us where you're from. because even, like, how we have our, our podcast set up, the metric, we don't really have any metrics because yeah. I just did what, uh, like, the internet told me to do and it was like, how to make a podcast. It was <laughs> not the best way to go about it. <laughs> but I'm seeing if I can change that. So I don't really know where where you guys are from. So let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're curious. We saw a couple, a few shows this week. I saw one that was crazy. <laughs> it doesn't really have a name, but it what? does go by the name. You are nowhere. 
and it's all one word. Or wait, what's the alternate name? You are nowhere or you are everywhere or something like that. Which sort of gives you a context for 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 what the show is. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's not my kind of show. I went for many reasons. First of all, our friends at Maximu, fellow folio group members, like loved it. And that's where I first heard about it because they were tweeting about it. And I realized that the creator went to my college. I wasn't like friends with him, but we were, you know, we knew it was a small school. So everybody sort of knew everybody. Um, But like, you know, after the show, even if I did love it, I wouldn't necessarily have gone to talk to him because I don't know that he would have remembered me. Sure. Yeah. Especially if people you don't actually didn't make relationships with them. Right. Exactly. Like, do you remember what I looked like from those times when we passed each other in the quad? Right. Remember those theater parties that we were at together when we were (laughs) drunk? Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, it's kind of hard to describe. And I think that's sort of one of the points of it. It seemed like (laughs) it was like, you know, downtown theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like of a very... Like, if you tried to, if you just wanted to give somebody an example of downtown theater, I think I would be like, go see this show. (laughs) You know, it's nonlinear. There's, it's telling you something, but it's not telling you a story per se. Right. Um, There was a lot of, like, bright flashing lights, which was one of the things I did not enjoy about it. (laughs) It seemed... To be working, he seemed to be working his way through his own anxiety and trying to like put that on stage. Hmm. Um, again, obviously, I know people who were affected by it and who loved it. I sort of watched it happen in front of me. <laughs> yeah, and was like, I get you. I'm glad that there are people who are affected by this and appreciating this. I shouldn't say appreciating because I appreciated it, but you sure. know what I mean, and are moved yeah. by it. And I'm glad that he has made this piece of art to help himself and potentially help others. And that's like sort of where my emotional involvement ended. I hear you. I hear you. Um, needless to say, I did not stay after the show to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it got extended, but let me double check because it was supposed to close. I think it was supposed to close today, but this says it's through April 3rd. So if you want to go experience Hmm. it for yourself in New York City, go ahead. Tickets are only 25 bucks. I don't know what else to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) We had to get up and move in the middle of it. Oh, you saw a lot of fun, funky theater this I week. Did. That was kind of what the wildness was like. They made us get up and stuff too. Yeah, the and the wildness was like more my speed and enjoyment of sort of non traditional theater. Hmm. Hmm. I think yeah, and you too. I think you know it was just just on the right side of still telling a story in somewhat traditional way, but like more you know differently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because some of the things you were saying about this this other show you saw were resonating for how I sort of felt about the wildness where I was like, I mean, I love Sky Pony. I mean, I guess we're just going to talk about the wildness now. Yeah, 
I, think, <laughs> I didn't really I mean, have anything else. Because also, if you yeah, want to see whatever. that show, I'm you know, it's sort of like you want to experience it. So I don't want to tell anybody too much anyway. Right, right. Yeah, no. Um, I felt like in the wildness, I love Sky Pony's music so much. And I love like this is the first time I've actually seen them perform as a band because I've like seen Laura perform right. and stuff. But that's not the same right no 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 I, they keep on having they keep on having like dates that i want to go and i never can <laughs> um but i i i don't know maybe it was just like the overarching message and sentiment of the show i was like like i i personally was not needing that emotional release that night mm. or, or you know so I, in that fa- way i felt like a an observer, not a participator in the way that I felt they were trying to make us all feel like we were participating, which I like loved and I thought was great and beautiful. But then I was like, I don't know. I don't need this right now, but I I could see how other people were being so beautifully affected by it. And I was like, this is uh, like at a different time in my life at a different time in my stability. (laughs) Yeah. I I would have been all into it and like, and crying and like, been deeply emotionally affected. Yeah. Well, it also was, I think I was distracted by trying to figure out the reality of the situation because the way mm. the show is presented, it's there. Um, they're talking about, they're like, we do this. We've done this for the past five years. This is the fifth year of this. And that's just, it's fabricated for the show. And, right. Well, cause they play with like, you, you're not, as people that didn't know much about it and I know their music, but I don't know their story. I was like, neither of us were quite sure what, what parts were the show, what parts were actually real. Right. Um, And it might be based somewhat in, in real experiences that they've had that they decided to turn into the show. But, but there were other elements of the show that were, took us, took us a bit to be like, okay, this is, this is fiction. This is, uh, part of the story, not part of the actual reality that we all live in. Hmm. I mean, I definitely think the more I think about it, I think, you know, the written, the, the parts in the script that were written to seem off the cuff were very mm-hmm. well written. Oh yeah. Well, especially because I mean, we were, were sort great. of like, wait, what, what's going on? Yeah. Is this real? And, and it was just like in the, the, yeah, like the writing, the way sentences would like drop and pick up and like it was very like human, mm-hmm. realistic and like obviously the acting was fantastic. Sure. You know, because uh, I was I just keep on thinking about Lily Cooper. Oh god, Hello. Lily Cooper was so good and I'm so happy she was so good. To see her live again in front of my face. Mhm. Like, I haven't seen her since Spring Awakening, and she was so young then. She was still mm. in high school. Was she at, really? At the oh beginning God, of so the cool. run, anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Um, wow. And now she's like, she's a grown woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I've proud of her? I've been here long. Oh, I'm so proud of her. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I am, but I'm not because I don't actually know her. <laughs> it unfortunately closed... Yesterday was the last performances, but I did very oh, well. Shit, and extended. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it extended at Ars Nova a little bit, so you know, hopefully there'll oh, be I'm future so glad productions we got to of see it. it. 
I'm so glad we got to see it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it had been happening for a minute, and I kept on being like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, we have to get tickets to that. I'm so glad we got to see it. It was so much fun. It was fun. I It liked, was so much fun. I liked the style of theater that it oh, was. Oh, yeah. And just having listened to Sky Pony's album and, like, loving all those songs. And, like, there was also, like, you know, slight differences between the songs on the recording, both in, like, who's singing them, how then, like, a little bit of the arrangement. And also, some, like, I noticed some of the lyrics, I think, were different. Mm. Um, but it was cool because I've, I've just, like, listened to those songs being like, I like these songs. These are fun. I like their style. And then, like, seeing how those songs fit into a story yeah. was really, really cool. Well, that's another Especially thing Especially because I, I have such a hard time picking up music that it, knowing music and knowing lyrics before going into a show can help me. Oh, yeah. It, well, a lot. Well, and that would was another thing I would be interested to know, the what came first. Mm. Um, and how they, like, did they write these songs and then decide like saw a story among them Hmm. or they sort of all happened at the same time or what? Yeah. Um, I only knew beautiful monster because Lauren sang it at her show. Lauren Warsham. I don't think we ever actually said that. (laughs) (laughs) Sing it at her show, her 54 below show. Um, so that was one of my questions to you. So like, Hmm. did, had, did you know all of the songs? Mm, I I can't remember. Mm. I think there might have been a maybe one song that I wasn't familiar with, but I don't really remember. I think I knew most of them. Mm. Okay, and then do you think there was there were songs on the CDs that weren't included, or you sort of um, have to? I mean, I would have to like look yeah. at it. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know, just curious. It just sort of adds to the whole idea of, like, which came first situation. Right, right. I just love their music. It's fun, and it's, like, such a fun – it's, like, such a good mashup. Like, when I've made, um, like, Genius Playlists or, like, put on a radio station on some app that has allowed me to make a, you know, Sky Pony playlist right. – or whatever, like like make make a playlist based on Sky Pony. Those are the best playlists. Mm. It pulls such a cool different types of like you'll get like a cast recording song in there and rock so like it I love their music. I love their blend. I want like twenty albums from them. Yeah, well I'm like I know you've been uh, uh, preaching the word of Sky Pony for a while, and just because I tend to be a procrastinator, especially things I have to spend money on, even if it's like yeah. five fucking dollars or whatever, um, I just hadn't gotten there. And I'm real. I was really excited to hear their music, and I'm definitely, um, you know, gonna gonna a listen more and b, you know, get put my money album. where my mouth is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and you get to hear lots of amazing singing. Mm-hmm. Also, can we just talk about how fucking amazing Lauren Warsham is? Oh, who's like every day, all day. I mean, she's incredible. I just think she's so amazing, and she's doing this show pregnant, so which is just pregnant, so amazing. I mean, you know, she looks radiant. She's Holy just shit. like she looks joyful fucking fantastic. She looks gorgeous. I mean, I don't exactly know how how far along she is, but you know, she's like she's you know, not 
She's probably in her what second trimester, if not all, if not to the third. Yeah, she's definitely toward you know in the mid to the yeah. near end of her yeah. pregnancy. And she just had her beautiful belly out and is waving her panties in her face. <laughs> I loved it. I loved that little piece when she finally got down to like basically just her skivvies. Mm-hmm. I liked that piece that she had that was around her belly that was like, it was like, it was a, like little a ruffle. ruffle. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so cute. I loved that. And I just like, I, I love seeing like very pregnant women doing activities to showcase how powerful pregnant women are. Like, well, There's yeah. such the, and obviously, like, people have dangerous pregnancies where you need to go on bed rest and stuff. But, like, most women, you know, who are in relatively good health, you know, it's like, hi, I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm growing a human inside of me, but I can also, like, do all the things that a human does. Yeah, well, and that added to to my sort of um, experience of watching the show as if it did exist in the past as well. Like, as if they mm. had done previous... Uh, incarnations of it because then I'm sitting there being like, oh, she's just, she's doing the show and she just happens to be pregnant this time. Hmm. Hmm. You know what it made me think of? What? Only in like, because she was also like, you know, doing lots of choreography and getting up and down. Oh, yeah. Lots of moving. And it made me think of that time when we were seeing Amy Poehler do improv when she was pregnant. Yes. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That was like one of the greatest things that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. And she was getting on the floor to play a dog. <sighs> mm-hmm. Really great. Oh, improv memories that only make sense to us. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, again, I wish we had seen this show sooner so we could tell people about it, even though, you know, it's yeah. sold very well. So it's not like it was yeah. relying on us. But, right. you know, we're telling you about it now. We're telling you about Sky Pony again. Oh, my God. Get Sky Pony's album if you don't already have it. It's so good. Yeah. and My favorite song is Everyone Will Die. <laughs> That's a good one. I love that song. I love that song so much. And I love it on recording so, so much. And then hearing it in the context of the show made it. It was so different. It was amazing. Yeah. Another Broadway thing that happened this week is that I was watching Jeopardy as I do every day and (laughs) on Friday there was an entire category about Audra Ann McDonald. Oh, Audra. Did you get all of them correct? I got all of them correct. What were some of... Wait, wait, wait. Can you quiz me? Can you ask them to me and see if I can get them? Um, I mean, I don't have them, but... They were all, so there's five questions in a Jeopardy category and each one of those, so it's funny, you know, they did the whole category. It was the last category that they did because I think everyone was scared of it, but it wasn't yeah. like about, the, the good thing about Jeopardy is that in general, they try to go for the more general knowledge of specific categories. So it wasn't necessarily right. like, what fellow actor is Audra married to? It was about her roles. 
Right, 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 right. So, that makes sense. So, you know. So it's like, it's about Audrey McDonald, but really it's just you have to know some, you know, right. Rogers and so Hammerstein. Like there, she was like, in this, in the show, Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, I had to go out of my vocal style and my comfort or something Wait, like Audra that. Wait, Audra McDonald was on Jeopardy? Oh, she read the category. Or she read the question. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that it was just they just were like using her name and making things. I didn't realize yeah, she, she was also, involved. Yes, she also read the read the questions. Oh, so there was like a video yeah, of her? Mm-hmm. It was like, do, 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 daily double. <laughs> there were no daily doubles, but yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was like the Lady Day question was like, who was I portraying? So you don't necessarily Uh, have to know, you know, anything about Audra per se. And so it was, there were questions about Lady Day, Carousel, A Raisin in the Sun, Porgy and Bess, and Masterclass. Cool. And then I'm sitting there watching it with my boyfriend, and I'm like, she won Tonys for all of those roles, and she won a sixth Tony. And then Alex Trebek was like, and just so you all know, Audrey <laughs> McDonald has won a Tony for each of those roles, and she won a sixth Tony. That's amazing. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. I can't, what was the sixth one? What one didn't I say? Carousel? What did you? What was Say it? Say you it had was, Carousel, Lady Day. Masterclass. Uh, Raisin in the Sun. Mm-hmm. The, the Gorshwin's Porgy and Boost. Um, <laughs> what's, what's the other one? Well, it wasn't Marie Christine. No. Why can't we think of it? Ragtime? Oh, duh. Ragtime. <gasps> I can't rag believe time. they didn't answer, ask about ragtime. Their time, our time, rag time. Mm-hmm. So that was the Audra category. It was great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did people get the, did the contestants get them correct? Yeah, I think they got all of them right. Good for them. Yeah. Cool. I wonder how much Audra McDonald got paid to do that. That's a good question. I, I don't know. A good, I hope she was well compensated for her time. Yeah. I bet it didn't take that long. She got all dolled up. Nah, though. you you wrap that. You do hair and makeup for an hour and a half. You f- shoot that in ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I love when there are categories like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it because I don't watch Jeopardy, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, some sad news this week: Ken Howard died. Ken Howard was. Thomas Jefferson in 1776 on the Broadway and in the movie. And, of course, we're seeing that this week. Oh. And I believe, Emily, you'll know him as Crossing Jordan's father. Oh, shit. (laughs) That guy. Yeah. He was a crooked cop. Yeah. On that show. Um, (laughs) Well, RIP, thanks for all the gifts. Of crossing Jordan, mm-hmm. he was. Oh, he was Gosh. also on Thirty Rock. Who did he play on? 30 he was Rock? Hank Hooper, the guy who, when when NBC is sold to Cable Town. Oh yeah, right. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all of your great contributions to our humor and yeah. stuff and over the years for playing the violin. 
which mm-hmm. I don't think you actually did. <laughs> but that's okay. Man, I would rewatch Crossing Jordan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He was also in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, so he was like oh! very presidential. Oh. And he was in Seesaw. <gasps> Wait, what? Who did he play in Seesaw? Uh, Jerry Ryan. <laughs> Jerry Ryan. I don't actually know I Seesaw, so I don't know what that I means. I forget. I forget what character that is. Yeah, but, you know, that's <sighs> sad. Yeah. <clears throat> well, a sky pony says everyone will die. That's true. It's, we can all take a little comfort in that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we have some Broadway stories this week. And coming out for the first time ever is a now, that's what I call Broadway CD. I hate that (laughs) what is on the cd i have to say it's a pretty good mix it's like a little bit strange but it's all like broadway versions it's not like you know madonna's disco or club version of don't cry for me argentina but here's what's on it who's singing them they're They're, like re-recorded right no Oh. I think it's just like, you know, like a compilation. They just pull from cast. Okay. From cast. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So lay it on me. What's it? What's on it? Seasons of Love. OBC. Okay. Sh- sure. Defying Gravity. OBC. Okay. I mean, there's no other recording. So <laughs> <laughs> all that jazz from okay. uh, OBC. Chicago. So it's Cheetah. Yeah. It's not the revival. Ah. Um, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, Patty from Mavita. yeah. Music of the Night, Michael Crawford. Memory, Betty Buckley. Oh, my God. These are just, like, just so expected. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, I Dreamed a Dream, Randy Graff. Sure. Uh, And I Am Telling You, Jennifer Holliday. Oh, Good. He's on down the road. Stephanie Mills. Mama, I'm a big girl now. Hmm. All of them. OBC. Uh, Mama Mia from Mama Mia. <laughs> it's the London cast, though. Oh. <laughs> uh, will you still? This one is. This is the weird one. Will you still love me tomorrow? From Beautiful. Okay. Um. Tomorrow from Annie, Andrea McCardle. <laughs> of course. When I Grow Up from Matilda. Oh. Also a little bit strange. Uh, OBC. Circle mm. of Life. OBC. Uh, Children Will Listen. Bernie. I'm sorry, Bernadette. Mm. Bernadette. I will forever call you Bernadette. <laughs> and one from the Chorus Line. Yeah. That's it. That's the hits of Broadway. I mean, it's a. I think the two that stick out. Oh, I skipped Sherry from Jersey Boys. Ha. I think the two that stick out are Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow or When I Grow Up. Yeah, well, that's just because they're, they're the new. most contemporary. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just seems like like going through this. I'm like, I have one or two, you know, some sort of compilation Broadway compilation album, like 
you know, sitting on my computer untouched because I only listen to full cast recordings. Um, And sure, like, I think it's pretty, I swear to, let me, let me see if I can actually pull up one of these and just compare because I feel like it's the same songs. Yeah. Well, Don't Cry For Me Argentina is on a lot of compilations, especially like Andrew Lloyd Webber compilations and Music of the Night and Memory. Jeez, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I guess that's not surprising. (laughs) Yeah, not really. He's got three. Sun? Oh my god, did I tell you that I saw someone wearing a Bonnie and Clyde shirt on the train the other day? Oh, amazing, you did not. I just remembered that, I just remembered that. Ugh, I hope you like gave them a hat tip or something. Or, I like, wanted to, but it just was a like, very crowded train. <laughs> really creepily when you walk by them, when you're getting off, just go, BC forever. I can't find this. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't even have them on my computer anymore because I was <laughs> like, I never listened to this fucking Broadway compilation album. What the fuck am I supposed to do with a compilation album? What am I going to listen to random ass Broadway songs? I have several Andrew Lloyd Webber compilation albums because when I was in high school for the variety show, I wanted to sing Don't Cry For Me Argentina which I ended up doing, but like for my audition, I didn't have anyone to play piano for me. So I was like hmm. trying to find an instrumental track that I could sing along to. But these were all like weird, like orchestra versions that were like, uh, you know, specifically oh, like written for arranged for this. It was like, I don't remember what I ended up doing, but it didn't work out the way I had hoped. Uh. But I did get to sing it. In the talent show. Well. <laughs> I have one now that's what I call music CD. I think, I mean, I don't know how many, I I, I don't think I have any, but maybe I own two mm. of them, two, one or two of them at some point, you know, down yeah. back in my, you know, Columbia House days. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I had, you know, I probably had one, uh, a, a circa 2003, a 2004. Yeah, I've got, now that's what I call music five, mm. which is a good one. It's <laughs> funny. I, I just like, I think we're all just like, oh, they still make those? Oh, I know. He's <laughs> like, do people still buy them? I like, guess. What? I wonder. I'm so, I want to know about the person that's buying. I mean, okay. I was going to say. I, I I would assume the people who are purchasing this and the people who are receiving it, it's got to be like, you know, oh, Ethel, did you hear that Jammy is into Broadway? Let's get him that now. Let's, that's what I call Broadway's album for Hanukkah. Well, right, because I bought that five because, or maybe I got it for Christmas. I think I got it for Christmas, but um, because it was like, before Napster even was a thing. So I couldn't even illegally, like to get those songs individually, you have to either buy the single CDs or you Mm. have to tape them off the radio. Right. Well, yeah. And that's why it's so bizarre that it's still a thing because we have iTunes. Well, right. And And Amazon, you can buy one song. There's no need to buy a compilation album of anything. Right. You can just go through and buy those single songs from any album. Yeah. And I'm looking at this, which this makes sense. I'm looking at iTunes and they're all album only, but I guess if you want every song on it and each song is a dollar, the whole album is only $10. So 
I guess if you look at and figure out how many of those songs you actually want, it might be cheaper. If you want more mm. than 10 of them, it's cheaper to buy the album. That's so weird. But only if you want more than 10. So weird. Well, now that's what I call Broadway. Ha! <laughs> Some happy news for Mark Shaman. He got married. Congratulations, Mark Shaman. Is he... Who did he marry? He married a man. Ah. <laughs> if that's what you were going for. That's what I was curious yeah. about. Yeah. Um, so his hus- now husband was a lieutenant commander um, in... I don't know what uniforms these are. Navy, maybe? Oh. I don't know. He was in the the armed Some forces. Sort of yeah. And he had a retirement ceremony, and directly after the ceremony, they were married. Cool. Yeah. Well, good for them. Yeah, and Bette Midler was there, and Whoopi Goldberg, what? and Patti oh. LaPone, oh, and geez. Nathan Lane. Oh, my God. And Julia Murney. Ah. <gasps> Did a what very a nice group. Instagram that <laughs> a couple of Instagrams that Playbill just took. Ah! <laughs> oh, Playbill. Jeez. Yeah, so star studded wedding for Mark Shaman and Lewis Marball. I'm just looking at Julia's Insta. Mm. Cute stuff. Mm hmm. Congratulations, Mark Shaman. Yeah. Can't wait for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Stoked, especially now that we know you wrote it. Exactly. We have two shuffle along stories here. The first one is very interesting. Um, if you all remember, J.L. Williams, cast member, was missing for, I think, three days and was then found in the hospital. And he is no longer with shuffle along. It doesn't say why, and I think this is the first I've heard of him not being with the show anymore. Hmm. But depending on what he went through and what recovery he had to do, is a very demanding show, so. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess I hadn't thought about it, but when he was found, it was like, oh, I'm so glad he was found, and I, I didn't even think about it because I, I guess I just assumed, like, if you're in the hospital and something traumatic happened, like, you got to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I sort of assumed that he wasn't in the show anymore. Hmm. I don't know. In my mind, he was like <laughs> triumphantly coming back. <sighs> but it makes complete sense. So hmm. so what he has been doing is, uh, you know, he was getting better. And I guess this, <laughs> this um, in his, in a statement, it says he had taken a tr- retreat to Playa del Carmen in Mexico and he has been working on a show about his experience. Again, whatever experience that was, because understandably, like, like nothing really was put out about it except that he was missing and then he was found and he was, you know, recovering. Yeah. So this show called The JL Show will be an original tap dance and soul music concert. And it's going to mm. be from May 17th through the 22nd at the Hudson Guild. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm curious. They So they released a little blurb about the show, and it says it will 
feature original music, singing, and of course, lots of tapping to tell a tale about resilience, redemption, and perseverance with big hearts and big sounds. All right. Yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah. So I don't know. I wish him good luck in the show and in yeah. just getting back to where he needs to be. Absolutely. Maybe we'll go see it. Yeah. The other shuffle along news is that Audra's been sick, but she's feeling better. They had to cancel three um, three preview performances. And also, oh. they are shutting down for a week, which I guess was previously scheduled. I didn't pay too much attention to like what the schedule was um, this week. Why? Uh, to For rewrites and restaging. I was listening. Yeah, I was listening to the Off Book podcast. They just released another episode, and Amber was sort of describing it. Amber Amon, who is in the show, was describing it as because Audra's been attached to it, and she really wants to do it. And I don't know if this is the only reason, but this was sort of their version of out of town tryouts because being Audra McDonald, she can't really do that. A whole. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's, like, great. It makes – I mean, it's something that's so untraditional, but, like, that's so awesome that they scheduled themselves that time to tear the show apart and put it back together yeah. again because I think that's so important. Like, especially, like, obviously our review for Bright Star isn't out yet, but that's, like – it's just those shows you see that you're, like – I love so much. I wish you had more time to work it out. Yeah. Well, the I, think they they I think they did. I think they just didn't. <laughs> Sorry. I was just going to say Bright Star. I think they did. Oh, I think Bright they Star. just want it to be the way okay, it is. Okay. <laughs> but I know it's what like you're Wonderland. Yeah, it's like Wonderland. Absolutely. You know, where you're like, God, one more out of town and my input, and they could have fixed <laughs> that show. <laughs> yeah. Just one more out of town where I'm the dramaturg. And I can tell them the things that to fix. Yeah, and Drew, the other co, one of the other co-hosts of off, off book was saying he went to first preview and it was three and a half hours long. Oh, I wish I had gone to that. <laughs> and again, he was not Dad! complaining, but oh, like, why didn't I go to that? I know we were seeing something that night. Yes, we still. were. We were seeing Bright Star. <laughs> oh, but I could have seen like over three hours. I want to go to show the performances like that where they're like so long and you get to see all this stuff that's never going to be seen again. Mm -hmm. Such a special experience. Mm -hmm. Jealous. Yeah. And then Amber said like even um, the next few nights they had cut out like a half an hour. Wow. You know, so they're just going to keep whittling it down and like, you know, this week. Because then they have to go like back into tech, you know, they'll right. restage yeah. it and rewrite it this week and work on it and then go back into tech and re-tech it. And wow. then I think it's like three weeks until they open. Wow. It's still That's opening amazing. on the 28th because, again, this was I'm s- planned. Right. We got to. Yeah. Gotta get that done. Well, yeah. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. You have to open on the 28th. I think. Uh. <laughs> I want to see it so now, right now. But I guess not this week. Well, not this week. Nope. <laughs> Shit. Hopefully next week. Let us know if you all are going or if you've seen it yeah. or what. Did you sit Or you want to just give hours? us free tickets. Oh, cool. that too. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. You can send them to our P.O. box or leave them yep. at the box office. 
Definitely just leave them at the box office under our name. Send us a tweet. (laughs) We have another pre-Broadway tryout of a musical, if you can believe it. And it's another old-timey jukebox musical. Okay. Roman Holiday, which is a movie uh, I'm familiar with by name only, (laughs) is being made into a musical. Audrey Hepburn was in it, and she wrote a Vespa. Yes, true. Which makes sense because, you know, Italian people ride Vespas. Yep. And it's going to be Cole Porter music. What? Yeah. Wait a second. That's what the Cole Porter juke is? Yep. It's, uh, they're doing, no. Meh, meh, meh. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I just have zero interest. I, ha- I like Cole Porter music. I know Cole well, sure, Porter music. Yeah. I don't know this movie, but based on the Audrey Hepburn and the time period, it's probably not a story that's going to compel me personally. Sure. So, no thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know What's anything about it. Any, I mean, any... the movie. The producers are the same people who produced Beautiful. Um, I don't think okay. there's casting. It was this is see this is where it's weird. It says the musical was first seen at the St. Louis Muni in 2001. What? With a subsequent production at the Guthrie Theater in 2012. Whoa, that's weird. And one of the producers wrote the book for it. And then there's two more writers who were added. And I just looked up the Wikipedia page for the movie. Mm-hmm. It stars Gregory Peck as a reporter and Audrey Hepburn as a royal princess out to see Rome on her own. Oh, it's like. So it's like she's like, oh, I'm hanging out with the little people. Mm-hmm. And then they fall in love. Well, yeah. And it's like, I can't experience life because I'm in my. Because I'm so sheltered because I'm a princess royalty and I've never been outside the castle before. Now yeah. I'm hijinks because I don't know how the world works. <laughs> Ride this Vespa. <laughs> hmm. Oh, this is funny. On the plot section of the Wikipedia page where it's like, you know, a long description. Yeah. It says. <laughs> okay. And the crown princess of an unspecified country. <laughs> <laughs> Just any old country. I think it's Genovia from the Princess Diaries. Oh, that's funny. And she just so she just goes to Rome. Uh, well, it's a, and the crown princess of an unspecified country has started a widely publicized tour of several oh, European capitals. Okay. In Rome, she becomes frustrated with her tightly scheduled life to the point of throwing a fit. Oh, her no. doctor, wait, what? Her doctor gives her a sedative to calm her down and help her sleep, but she secretly leaves her country, country's embassy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, the sedative eventually makes her fall asleep on a bench where Joe Bradley, an expat American reporter working for an American news service based in Rome, finds her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah. (laughs) Not recognizing her, he offers her money so he can take her home and attack. Oh, he doesn't know she's royalty. Oh, no. It's like, uh, you know, the beginning of Aladdin or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, whatever. I may or may not find it amusing. I think what's hard <sighs> about those things, if I saw the movie, 
probably in the style that the movie is, I would be like, this is in, like endearing or something because mm. it's in that like old timey like feel, you know? And I don't know if like the way that American in Paris, I don't know if it would translate to the stage to yeah. today's like today's sensibilities. Yeah. I think personally, I just well, don't. Yeah. Have- personally, I, uh, for you, I, it doesn't, you'll be like annoyed. I think the whole time. <laughs> well, so that's coming, whether we like it or not, or at least so they <laughs> say. Something else that's coming is the honeymooners, maybe again, all of these things I take with a grain of salt, but it's got a great cast so far. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing a lab right now, and it's Delta New all together back again. I mean, yes. not only two of them. Just two of them, but that's all Delta right. Delta new, 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 Delta new, new, new. I forget the rest. <laughs> Just keep saying that. <laughs> it's Laura Bell Bundy and Leslie Kritzer. Yes. And very I, I'm also like like so curious because I've never really watched the honeymooners, but I am familiar that I know that it's about a man abusing his wife. Well, he just threatens to abuse her. Right. <laughs> I mean... Threat of violence. Right. Well, in, in the context, it's just sort of like a grumpy man and like a... I actually haven't seen it either, so I don't know what kind of character Alice is. I'm assuming she's like a sweet lady because that's hilarious. Mm. I'm a mm-hmm. grump and angry and you're like, oh, honey. And he's like, I'm going to beat you. Yep. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. And America laughs. Yeah, I'm like actually really, really, really extremely curious what well, this show. Yeah, and is it? How it's going to play to an audience of today. Yeah, I don't know either. And like, is it just, yeah, no, I don't know. I, what's the story of it either, even? Because it was a sitcom and he was like a bus driver and it was just sort of like a relationship sitcom. Right, right. Yeah. It's yeah, a, I, I mean, don't know. the tagline for this says America's favorite dreamers have a brand new scheme. So, oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I also didn't know they were America's favorite dreamers. What is that? What is <laughs> Yeah, what's they're America's favorite dreamer? Weren't they just like working class people yeah. who were like disgruntled with everything because they're like, rawr. I mean, we're white but poor. I, yeah, rawr. I don't know. I mean, again, he was that's there's a statue of Ralph Cramden in front of Port Authority because he was a New York City bus driver. Wait, that's what that statue is? Yeah. I thought it was a real person. I was like, oh, that's so cool that this guy worked for the MTA for such a long time as a bus driver. They made a statue. No. How cool. I thought that was a real it's person, not, a real bus driver. No. It's Jackie oh Gleason as Ralph Crandon. <laughs> that's hilarious. He's just a representation I, of real people. I walk past Port Authority all the fucking time and like I've seen that statue so many times and it was only recently that I like stopped and sort of looked at it and I was like, that's so cute. How cool. Oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, no, I have no idea what this story will be though. Cause like I, you know, I'm like you where I know the like pop culture touchstones of the show, but that's about it. Like the catchphrases and things, which again yeah. are threats of violence. And 
I don't, so I don't know what that means. America's favorite dreamers. And I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Not we'll so see, curious. I guess. Hopefully we'll see. Mm. But I mean, I hope it's a great vehicle for Leslie Kritzer, obviously. Yes. And Michael McGrath is playing Ralph Cramden. So as much as like that character is, is like concerning, I like Michael McGrath and I would hope that he would. Wait, who's, who's Leslie playing? Leslie's playing Alice, his wife. Oh, okay. Cool. Hank Azaria is his buddy and Laura Bell Bundy is his buddy's wife. I don't Mm. know what those characters are like. I, I got nothing. Except for the fact that, like, Laura Bell Bundy's playing her, so that sort of gives me an idea. I read the description of Alice's character on the Wikipedia page, and although, obviously, having the the reliability of your joke of, you know, threat of violence, sure. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. But based on this description, I'm like, oh, okay. It's like him all constantly. He's like a, you know, a schlub and he's always like, ah, I'm going to beat you. And she's like, yeah, you're literally never going to. So why don't you just shut the fuck up and let me do whatever the fuck I want because I'm smarter than you. (laughs) All right. Like it says, she often, she often finds herself bearing the brunt of Ralph's insult, which she returns with biting sarcasm. She's level headed in contrast to Ralph's pattern of inventing various schemes to enhance his wealth or his pride. In each case, she sees the current ones, the current one's unworkability, but he becomes angry and ignores her advice. And by the end of the episode, her misgivings are almost always proven to have been well-founded. Okay. So I guess I can understand then that tagline a little bit. Right. Yeah. So he's going to like, that have he's some like, I'm going to do this. Scheme. Yeah. He's like, I got this great rich quick scheme. And she's like, okay, that's dumb and not going to work. And he's like, we can make it happen. And then the end they're like, oh, but we still have each other. Oh, okay. That's something probably. That's also, okay. I, also, I'm just now imagining Leslie saying, so she's grown accustomed to his empty threats. One of these days, pow, right in the kisser or bang, zoom, straight to the moon, to which she usually replies, ah, shut up. <laughs> and it's spelled, shut up is spelled S-H-A-D-D-A-P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely ready to hear Leslie Kritzer say that. Yeah. That's perfect. I can, I can like, he, I can like hear her voice saying oh, that yeah. with well, that she's accent. she's a Jersey girl, so... I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Now I'm excited. All right. I, I hope the humor is, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and like I was saying, like Michael McGrath, I think has the charm to hopefully allow us to enjoy what's happening, even if we don't like that character. Right. So we'll see. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update. Carolee Carmelo is on the Today Show this week. Yay. Oh, back where she belongs with Kathy Lee mm-hmm. and Hoda hanging out with the faves. Yeah. I actually haven't watched her performance yet. Yeah, I'm, I didn't either. I'm assuming she sang that like perfect day song or whatever. Yeah, my most beautiful day. Um, she posted lots of great pictures on oh, her Instagram. Really great pictures. Fantastic pictures of her just like being stunningly beautiful at 4 a.m. Being like, haha, I'm at Rockefeller Center, Rockefeller Center for sound check at 5 a.m. Uh. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> you're one of the most beautiful creatures ever. Do you think like if Hoda ever has to take a vacation, they would like let Kathy, I mean, they would let Carolee. Co-host? Oh my God. That would be amazing. 
That would be fucking fantastic. I think so, too. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be so much fun? Yes. I would love that. I would love that. It would be perfect. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. I, I, like, when I used to have cable, I recorded the Today Show, the 10 o'clock hour, every day. And I didn't watch it every day or even often, but just so <laughs> I had it there. So then, like, sometimes I would be like, I just want to see what Kathy Lee was up to. Mm. And I would, like, watch bits of it because Kathy Lee is fucking Laugh riot. Does she still it's a do laugh her riot. podcast? I don't know. I, I unsubscribe to it. It's too Christian. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair on both sides. You know, sides. like some of her interviews were really f- interesting to listen to, but so many of them were just like her talking about her faith to someone, which is not interesting sure. to me. Um, anyway, that's all. Carolee Carmelo. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for the Audrey McDonald Tweet of the Week. On March 26th at 12.09 p.m., Audra McDonald tweeted, Shout out to my leading man, Brander V. Dixon, who said to me before my first show back, May you vocally negotiate your way to glory. Hashtag <laughs> singer's secret. That's Ugh, funny. I want Brandon Victor Dixon to say that to me. Mm. I want to negotiate my way back to glory, whatever that means. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, to me, you Glory go. is Audra McDonald singing. So if she negotiates I mean, her way back to Glory, I'm right there with her. Praise her voice. Praise the gift. Oh, God. I still remember, like, seeing 110 in the shade and being like, I'm about to see Audra McDonald sing in front of my face, even from, like, mm. the very last row of Studio 54, <laughs> which is very far away. <laughs> Amazing. Ugh. I don't really, I like barely remember that show, but I definitely remember sitting there being like, I'm about to see Audrey McDonald in a Broadway show. That's so cool. Ugh. I can't wait to see Shovel Along. I know. I'm so excited. Remember that time we saw her on the street? No. We were like standing in Times Square. This was literally like probably six years ago. Okay. We were standing in Times Square and you were just like, oh my God, that was Audrey McDonald. And I only saw the back of her head, but oh. you freaked out. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. I've seen her so many times since then that it just. <laughs> I remember. I always, I feel like I always remember the times when I only saw the back of someone's head. Oh, yeah. I remember when I accidentally followed Kristen Chenoweth into Times Square and she like disappeared into the masses. Uh, Glee. Remember that time we actually followed Kristen Chenoweth at the marriage equality march? Oh yeah, that was fun. There's a whole video about it, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just it's just harmless fun. Oh yeah. Well Audra, we'll see you at the music box. Yeah. ASAP. Bring us to glory. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.